Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Saints Radio. It's good to be able to uh, come to you today. And, uh, of course, we, we couldn't really begin a Saints Radio gathering without a bit of a weather report. It's It's been kind of cloudy and a bit rainy the past few days here, and that is a for July in Texas, that is a gift from God. And so um, we're very grateful for that, for that glorious uh, outpour. And we're laying claim to the fact that it should represent uh, the outpouring of the, the reign of the Spirit. And good no, goodness gracious, uh, God knows our country needs a the cooling rain of the spirit and we need uh, we need an outpouring um, of the goodness of his spirit to um, to uh, manifest itself and we are certainly believing in the timetable of God that that is happening and we trust that you are all well today and we trust that uh, as the covering of the blood of Jesus has been upon you, that you're you're strong and you are vibrant, and no evil has come nigh unto your dwelling, and you're walking in the vitality and life of our Lord Jesus Christ, and that's uh, that's what we're doing here, and that's what we're certainly believing for you. Would you agree with that, Madam, Madam Prophet? Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's uh, is good to have been able to to pray over this July Fourth weekend, and um, I certainly was giving thanks to our God for the freedoms that we enjoy. And uh, it's kind of strange when you deal with. A capitalistic democracy because you you're supposed to have freedom of speech and you just hope that people are not using that for nefarious purposes and um, I remember always remember a quote that Lenin said and I don't mean John Lennon I mean Vladimir Lenin he said these capitalists will sell us the rope that we will hang them with and uh, we need to we need to safeguard our freedoms and maintain the uh, the factor of in God we trust that is the right of of every true American. And um, so that's what I've been praying about this past weekend, among other things. Um, strange, strange days, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Very strange. So, <laughs> uh, we got started a little bit late today. We apologize. We were in, in prayer. And um, I uh, was reminded by the lady sitting across from me that we had about two minutes to get up here, so hastened and came. So it's been kind of an abrupt beginning, but it's one abrupt because of time before the Lord. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> A lot of things going on in the spirit in Mnemonicos way. I mean, we've we've got uh, um, we've got silence fast that we've invited people to participate in through the month of July. It's the um, fast of feasting month. It's also uh, right on the heels of first Saturday prayer. You know, in above and beyond all of that, or I guess maybe not above and beyond, in the midst of that, I think that just as intercessors and as prophetic ones, as leaders, we are continuously trying to glean just what is happening in the realm, in the spirit realm, 
to discern, like you talked about a bit on Sunday, and to really exercise our gifts to be able to um, to glean what what is happening. Mm-hmm. And because these are really, really unique days that we're living in. I mean, like none other that we've lived. I almost feel like the last 20 years have been more, I know there's been a lot of warfare and a lot of things that we've done to establish who we are and where we are, but it almost felt like, you know, in comparison with where we are today, it almost just kind of feels like we just kind of coasted right into this. But um, at the same time, the Lord is very near and He's speaking. I had, I, I, I told this story at the end of Sunday school on Sunday morning that you weren't in there, I don't think. Um, I had this really interesting thing that happened to me this last week. I had been studying, I've been studying just a lot because I'm home and, and it's just what God has me doing. And so I've been studying a lot of different things and praying a lot and attempting to interpret my intercession. And I think it was on Thursday that I had been praying and studying about what I talked about on Sunday morning about the anointing. Not with the intent to teach it because I had thought I was going to teach on something else that we had talked about prior. And But still, that's where the Lord had me. And so it was. It, it's been like perhaps one of the most intense studies that I've done just because it's been very real and present as far as um, me knowing that this is what God is doing when speaking about His Spirit coming upon us and, and us moving in the anointing. And, and so I had to leave in the afternoon to go to Love Field to pick up my niece and nephew and great-nephew from the airport and I was I was and forgive me if you heard this on Sunday morning but I I was driving to Love Field and I all day I had been in the presence of the Lord I'd just been you know in the word and and in prayer and so I went over picked up Shane's vehicle and I headed over to Love Field and I was just praying in the spirit and just just communing with the Lord didn't have any music on or anything like that and I got almost to Love Field over like off of Inwood. I don't know the exact streets, but um, the Spirit of the Lord just like filled the car. It's just like all of a sudden, it's like my car was just, or his car was just like filled with the Spirit and I felt the anointing. And I looked over to my, let's see, I was driving this way. I looked over to my right and there was, you know, there's all those hospitals. There's children's hospital there's is it ut southwestern whatever those hospitals are over there yeah um to my to my right as i was coming around this way and the anointing came on me and the lord said pray for them and so i just started praying for the people in the hospital i just started releasing healing and and it was not me it was the anointing of the lord and i was just speaking this healing over these people, the children and the people that have coronavirus and, and all the people that are, um, that are sick. And this went on the whole, like probably for, for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes as I was making my way. And it, it, was, it was so unexpected, but it was just so real. And, and I felt that anointing so strongly. And so I, I carried on and went towards the airport and the spirit began to lift and all of a sudden I started hearing this honking and I couldn't figure out what it was and just honk 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 and so all of a sudden to my left I see this vehicle coming up to my left and I look to my left and there's these two men in this car next to me and they're just like that the driver's side guy rolled down I'm sorry, the passenger side guy rolled down his window and he was laughing like mocking. And the driver was just cussing me out. Like giving me the finger and just profanely just cussing me out. And I I mean my first thought was, What did I do? Oh my goodness. I mean, cause you just feel like so affronted, like 
what did I do to offend them? You know, did I do anything in my driving? Because I was just, just coasting along. I was early. I was just coasting along. And then they pulled out, and they almost cut me off, and they took off. And, of course, that anger and that just offense just hit me in my gut. And the Lord would not even let me go there. Immediately, he said, you pray for them. In this anointing, you pray for them, and you release blessing to them, and you speak. Just You just release the blessing over them. And I did. And, and so... I pulled up to pick up my my family and and they got in the car and I jumped in the back seat and Shane was driving us back to their house and I started to tell him the story I said you're not gonna believe what happened I was driving over here and the Spirit of the Lord just came into the car and just filled my car and just and I got by the hospitals and the Lord had me just praying for the sick people and really taking command over this virus and because I believe this virus is demonic, and I believe that God wants to give us, as his saints, the remedy to this virus. I believe he wants to release that, not only the healing, but the end of this virus. That it would just dissolve. And I believe that. And I believe that anointing is coming to us. And so I'm telling them all this, and I'm getting all worked up, and I'm just like, and, and you know, it was just so powerful, and I just felt such the anointing. And, and, and then I told them about these two, these two men that just attacked me and I said I thought I had done something and then the 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 reality came to me that that is how much the enemy hates the anointing and will stand and resist the anointing because that is the point of threatening to him because that's wherein the power flows and they just started to agree with me and um, and then Shane says do you think maybe it had anything to do with the Trump Pence sticker on the back of my car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I realized, oh my gosh, well, you know, it's it's probably both. But the moral to the story is, first of all, I I fully believe that that anointing is gonna hit us and and we have to be obedient to to step out and and apply it. But secondly, I know the enemy hates that. He hates that. I mean and but I also know that driving around with a sticker like that on the back of your car kind of sets you as a target which is also a very sad thing so that's my long story that's interesting that's really interesting I uh, I lay claim to the the anointing part and um I I can't I can't fathom that kind of reaction by two men uh, for a single innocent woman who's driving. It just shows. I mean, if it was the fact that I was driving this car that had that had a representative sticker on it of an administration that so many people just absolutely despise, the power of that hatred. And, and, and we know what that represents, and I'm not going to take us down this political trail again, but um, just the power of that, re- that, that opposition that is coming against, um, I think, what we all believe to be the anointing, no, the anointed administration that God has put in place. Um, so it just, it's just vile, and it's... it's it's out of control. And, um, and I'll say this one more thing, and then I'll hand no, this back over to you. Um, I touched a little bit on Sunday morning about Cyrus. And, you know, for fear of not going too far politically, there's so many parallels to what we're living today and the administration that is, that is um, in place. And what we're seeing in the world as far as just that, that, that attitude, that, that hatred, that we will do anything to dismantle this administration because this administration has stood for righteousness in a lot of ways and, and really delivering 
our nation from that moral depravity that we were heading down, which is very similar to, I mean, it's in a different way. You think about when Cyrus was put into place, I mean, he was a heathen king. We know that. But God put him in a position, and he did the will of the Lord in delivering the the Israelites out of that Babylonian captivity. But um, what I want to say, and just really release prophetically, is um, Katie on Sunday morning, the spirit hit her, the anointing hit her during worship, and she began to prophesy. And she began to prophesy about that mantle. And um, and I know that Mark got up and said that was a mantle of interpretation, and I fully bear witness with that. But before he even got up there, the spirit just immediately spoke to me and said, that is the Sha'al. You know, that is, that is the ask of me. Command ye me, my sons. And I think that what we have to do as God's sons in the midst of the anointing is 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 stand in that place of, of fellowship with him with that mantle of um, you know that inner mantle that through relationship steps into that measure of authority and dominion on behalf of our positioning with him and 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 we ask of him and subsequently command ye me what he would have us to release. It's very much like the diasis and prosique to me. It's like Sha'al is that innermost place where we commune with the Lord and where we um, find our place and our positioning and subsequently the anointing that flows through that. And then he tells us what to do here upon the earth, how to apply that and what to command. And I think that that so much aligns with so much of what God is saying in our intercession, our supplication, and in the, the whole prophetic release. And so um, just know that that mantle rests upon you. And um, if, you've not, if you've not heard the worship, then go back and, and enjoy that, that worship time on Sunday morning because it really was um, a stepping into, I think, a fresh measure of of God's our positioning and, and the anointing that comes from that so wow I think that's uh, those are tremendous words um, yeah I, th- I know you know there are a lot of people who and we're not trying to make this pro- political and you certainly were not doing that no no but I think if if one benefit out of the election of the man who's in office, one benefit is that it's uncovered a lot of things that we did not know were going on in our country. Or maybe we knew, but we didn't know to what extent. Um, and the vitriol and the anger at the the democratic capitalistic uh, system and what what we as Americans have cherished and tried to tried to establish as a as a bastion for the world um, and that it's being taught in schools um, from grade school on up to really hate America and to consider not only the founding fathers and see See, you can't say these things without being immediately whacked as a racist. And this just has nothing to do with racism. And you can't, you can't say things uh, like this without being put into a political battle. Well, you're just saying that because you're this. And you're brainwashed. But, you know, or, or when you talk about dismantling the history of our country, um, people say, well, you're defending the Confederacy. I'm not defending the Confederacy. All of my ancestors fought for the North. So, you know, we had no love lost for the cause of the South, even though I live here in Texas. Um, So to say that, that we want to dismantle 
the history of this country that God has blessed, yeah, there were so many mistakes. There were so many terrible things that were done. But let's face it, it wasn't a microcosm based on America. Those things were being done throughout the world. So, you know, it, it's just it's just true. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not going down that line. But we were able to see by virtue of them coming out of the woodwork and attacking the current administration, what's really there to the ex- to the the extreme of the man of lawlessness wanting to to get rid of police and the man of lawlessness wanting to get rid of your right to defend your your property and if you if you don't allow whatever's going on to to even destroy what you work to build that you know you are a bad so and so and you're just part of a horrible system none of those things are american and i i, I believe that what we need to do in this season is we need to observe what's really going on. And, and I'm sorry, but if, if you're only getting your news from a, an outfit that has devoted itself to destroying the current administration, you're probably not hearing what's going on. You know, for instance, um, there were, I don't know how many murders in Chicago how many shootings multiplied beyond that uh, in Chicago this past weekend and even in New York? How many shootings and murders and the crazy stuff that's been going on in Atlanta, the murdering of those little children and um, and not to even mention what's going on in, in Washington and, um, and what's going on in Washington State and Oregon. But do you know... Do you know how horrible that is? And some of the networks didn't even cover any of that. And the mayor of Chicago got up yesterday and said that none of that stuff was really happening and that it was just Trump trying to recapture Nixon's, one of Nixon's plants from 1968, one of his planks from 1968 about uh, restoring law and order. I'm sorry, if you've had 68 people shot in one weekend in a city and 14 people killed, that's not being made up by the administration. That's, that's there. It's in your backyard. And it's not an anomaly. It happens every weekend. And so um, there, there's a lot of anarchy in our country and a lot of people who have chosen to, to not look at the major advances that have happened. Uh, in the past, at least in my lifetime, and to see the quality of life that that God is causing this imperfect American system to continue to allow to happen. But this goes into the playbook of the enemy. He wants to destroy America. He wants to destroy the church. He's trying to shorten the window that God prophesied he was giving us a few years ago. He's wanting to change the times so that the light that we have, whether it's from restriction and travel, and he's not succeeding there, or whether it's this pitting, you know, the, the prophecy of uh, God moving this year, trying to stop it. Um, we've, we've got to just hold fast to what God has said, but recognize what we're seeing. These are not anomalies. And again, anybody who's saying that this is all about the administration is just flat out ignorant and lying. It's, it's ingrained. If you want to talk about something that's systemic, it's this leftist viewpoint that's been training our young people for decades now to, to hate America and to abandon what this country was founded on. That's reality. That's been happening. And even in the school systems, you know, whether it's the 1619 Project, which basically says that this country was founded on America. You know, I listened to a man who's an African-American man. He was being interviewed this past weekend, and I heard him again last night, who was saying, 
he was just going down through it saying how ridiculous it was and he said there are lies there that are being that are being contested by major scholars but the new york times and others who have tried to infiltrate and not try to instigate this in school systems are not listening to and one of the lies is that the reason the united states rebelled against england was that england wanted the united states not to have slavery and the united states wanted to have slavery that was the cause of the revolutionary war that is absolutely ridiculous that is not the truth but it's being taught it's revisionist history and as somebody who studied and loved to study history all my life i hear these things and i think there are people like these young many of these young people who this is the only thing they're being taught and they're believing it train up a child the way he's going to go and when he's old he won't depart from it that's happening and there's the spirit of delusion that's there so if if you think that all christians are racists and all christians are so and so's you know you're going to rise up to take away the freedom of religion that's happening in our country and has been happening it is not a um, it's not a fallacy and there's so many other things like that that are that are demonically driven doctrines of devils and we've got to stand for the truth um, but we would not have really seen this had they not risen up and and acted out as is we used to say when I was a little kid not that that was ever said of me you know they're acting out and you see it I mean Frederick Douglass statue being torn down and almost thrown into a river this weekend in New York what does that tell you about the real motives of those that are acting in anarchy I mean, if, if, you, if you say that you want to showcase the good things that African Americans have done, right up at the top, the Mount Rushmore of that is Frederick Douglass. And if you're going to rip his statue down, that kind of shows you that you either have not been told history properly or that you just want to destroy America. You don't care, white, black, whatever other color you know you you just want to destroy and that's a strategy of the enemy so i pray that god i what i'm praying for because i believe this window should still be open i'm praying that this stuff showing its ugly head is going to be known and seen by americans and that it will be roundly uh, it will be roundly thwarted in november and but that doesn't end it that doesn't end it we've got to we've got to train up our children and we've got to be a voice to purge lies that are basically we we call them marxist you know i heard um royce west who is a is a godly man he's a he's a retired lieutenant colonel from the army he's an african-american man he lives here in texas i met him a few months ago and he was he was talking about some of the aspects of what he uh, what he faced growing up and the great and the great strides forward that he's seen this country make and he said we just need to call what's going on right now what it is and he said this is a marxist takeover of the american system and we better rise up and there are other voices like that that from the african american community that are speaking truth and this is what we need, and I hope and pray that there will be enough Christian, particularly Pentecostal Christians, but, but enough Christian voices out of what we know is supposed to happen. The African-American church rise up and be a mighty army for the things of the Spirit of the Lord in these days. We need to pray that if the enemy came in one way, this is one of the ways that he's going to flee, that he's pushed it too far, and that those precious people who live in the inner cities who now don't have police protection they're going to rise up and say enough is enough we need the, the police we need that influence of law to protect us and um, you know there was a former NFL football player who was I was surprised 
African-American man who was on a sports station last week, a national sports station, and they were asking, you know, tell us what you feel about the racial things that are going on. And he said, look, and he went down the line and he said, I'm I'm an African-American man, but I'm not ignorant to what's really going on. And he, he went down the line of what the socialist agenda through a lot of the movement is right now. He said, "You wanted to, by their, by their complete statement, they want to destroy the 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 patriarchal family. They want to destroy the, the the family that is rooted in a mother and a father." And he said, "I was blessed to be raised by a home that had a father and a mother, and a lot of my friends didn't." And he went down through the statistics, and he said, "I'm also an American, and I don't want this country to be." A communist country and that's what's being said and he said I'm not afraid to say it I'm not afraid to say it and and I pray that that truth will begin to echo in our streets and that you know again though just revealing it is is beginning is is just less than half the battle we've got work to do Christians We've got to keep praying um, and because there's a delusion in this. But it's based on falsities and it's based on the prince of the power of the air media that wants to promulgate this stuff. It's based by people that are United States oligarchs that are socialists that are sowing millions and millions of dollars into this false narrative. And... Um, and again, by saying all this, I have to assert again that the Saints Network strongly stands against any form of racism. And I think we've proven that by the makeup of who we are and by what we do as we go throughout the world. And, and I want to see our brothers and sisters of color with every one of their rights established and I don't want them to be abused in any way and I don't want them to be in fear and I want there to be revision and reform that that works toward that end so that being stated I'm not going to Trojan horse this thing and allow that view to be commandeered by a Marxist and a demonic system you know you can speak the truth but you've got to speak it in love in the agape of, of God and so that's where we are and we need to keep praying but I'm I'm believing that God is gonna rise up in these months and I agree with you this scourge of of COVID has to go it's got to be stopped and and I believe that God has given us the covering of the blood but he's given us an anointing to co- to counteract that and we've got to, because there are going to be bigger, bigger things coming, and we need to, we need to use this as as warfare training for what's coming. This is nothing. We need to stand and learn to fight, and in the power of the Spirit. So that's my that's my soapbox, but it is lawlessness. And it is strong delusion. You know what? What's next? You know, I suppose they've not turned down, torn down the, they've not torn down the statues of Colonel Sanders yet because they need those headless chicken farms. But um, oh, was he a racist? There's a lot of meaning in that. What yeah. I just said, if you'll just think about it for a minute. No, he wasn't a racist, but he was from. I, I don't know what he was. He was from Kentucky. Um, I know that. I know that he. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> Think about what I said. Sh- okay, Remember I back will. through history because that has meaning. Um, Saints Network history. Okay. Um, Listen to this. Tell it. This is Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Is that not what's happening? Mm-hmm. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against Yahweh and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Here's the part that I love. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. (laughs) 
the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill in Zion. I will declare the decree that Yahweh has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. This is our inheritance. And the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, and thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now therefore, all you kings, and be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are they that put their trust in him. I just think that speaks so much of this day. Because the heathen, I mean, they are imagining a vain thing. (laughs) But the Lord who's in heaven, he laughs. And and I think we need to learn to laugh with him. Because this all can be just very, very weighty. (laughs) And, and... It's real easy to go into. I know that I have battled like hopelessness where I know it's a spirit that's trying to come against me and standing in the promise of what I know that God has called us to do. And I know that spirit, that's a spirit. And because when you read the media, when you see anything these days, it's so disheartening. And so we have to, we've got to rise above it and see through the eyes of our father and, um, and know that he's given us the authority and the commissioning and the anointing to to address these things Amen. so well i agree and you know if there's there's one thing that um we are recognizing (laughs) stacy mcgill just texted me and she said pastor for president (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness. My fellow Americans. Oh, that's I good, come to Stacey. you today. <laughs> it's like that guy well, in the music man. Four score and seven years ago. Go ahead. No, I saw on social media a couple days ago. Twenty twenty. Kanye's running for president. Oh, yeah. And I thought if things cannot get even more crazy. I mean seriously. Kanye West is going to run against President Trump for president. <laughs> what is this world? <sighs> oh. Well, you know, you know, one thing that Alan West, again, I, I'm not, he's just a good man. You can, you can tell it. He, he's a, it's a champion for um, uh, life is begins at conception and he stands against abortion and he's 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 a good he's a good man but he he said that at the last election 25 million Christians did not vote 25 that's, million that's a shame that, that's shameful and he said the Christians better wake up yeah. and go to the polls this year because you can see what's out there if and and again it's we're not talking kingdom now i mean i know that for the things that we read about in the scripture to happen there's going to be some strange turns where god allows the enemy to rise but this is not that time i mean this should be a wake up for us this should be a, a wake up and um i um uh, and one of the things that we were going to do when we went to Ohio uh, is uh, there, there coming up the Ohio River was a major junction for the Underground Railroad in the Civil War. And the old Lincoln Highway was, was, right, was right there by where we were going to be meeting outdoors. And we're, we are going to go back up there. And we are, we are going to do... Um, our spiritual warfare there and we are going to see God move in the way he said he's going to move but right now we're we're doing what we have to do in intercession we're we've taught 
we've taught online and we're going to continue to explore ways to reach out and prepare and to link with the folks that are that are up there but perhaps god wants that to be i don't i don't know i don't know what's going to happen but we're not laying, we're not losing sight of what our assignment is from the father and you know you have to you have to to adjust yet yeah, some things you have to hold the line on and i think we've tried our very best to do that but sometimes to accomplish a mission without surrendering your your uh, your principles and your commandment you have to you have to follow the spirit and evade what the enemy would try to do um but i'm believing i'm believing i see all this unrest that's trying to convince the african-american community that things are as they were 200 years ago um i'm believing that god's going to turn that to a great revival amongst the african-american brothers and sisters in 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 this land and that the spirit of the lord is going to move and i i believe we need to pray for those african-american leaders who are speaking truth mm-hmm. you know you want to you want to show your your devotion to people of color start proactively praying for those that are standing up for righteousness you know we need to be praying for tim scott the only republican african-american senator who was called a token couple of weeks ago when he brought forth a police reform bill and from what i understand from i heard him interviewed on trey gowdy's podcast and um he's a good practicing christian man um a man of of moral integrity we need to pray for him can you imagine the attack that he's been under we need to pray for Maybe we can put out a list. Of course, if you make a list, you're going to forget somebody. But we need to really pray for the blessing of the Lord and the protection of the Lord upon those that God has commanded to speak truth and to stand up for for godliness. Because, you know, when, when, they, when they do that, they're called, you know, white folks are called racist. They're called Uncle Toms. They're called Tokens. They're called House Brothers. They're called all kinds of other things, which is demeaning. And that's not the, it's not true, but that's what they're labeled as. And um, we need to pray for Ben Carson. We need to pray for the pastors that have stood for, um, for the American way and for the way of the Lord. Many of them stuck their neck way out. And um, we need to pray for them. So you turn what the enemy's trying and you, you take that momentum like in wrestling and you find a way to turn it. And the enemy comes in one way, part of the turning it for the good and to flee in seven is learning how to take that moment. And I think that we prophetically as pneumaticos saints, we need to be praying as the Spirit earmarks people whom, whom God is trying to use, people of color, we need to really be pouring a blessing upon them that they would accomplish what God has ordained and anointed them to do. And um, we need to be praying for our own brothers and sisters in the Saints Network. We need to pray for everybody. Yeah, I, I, I don't know for all of you that are listening how many of you are on Facebook, but I'm assuming that you all are. And one of the things that's really blessed me over these last couple of weeks is Pastor Faladin, because he's been doing these daily prayer, these little prayer snippets, and he just goes right into the spirit <laughs> and prays in the spirit. And um, there, I mean, there's such power in that. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I mean, he is a man of faith, and and he has a voice not only in his own community, but I mean. God's raising him up to have a voice in the world. I mean, if if God's called him to raise up a million-man team of intercession, the Lord is 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 really put 
yeah a calling on his life and so we pray for him we pray that that he would be protected and that he would continue to be able to move freely from where he is in releasing this intercession yeah that's a good point yeah I, well have, I, you, I, have you seen any of them no because i'm not on facebook um but i i have been in communication with pastor Faladin. And, you know, I remember being with him in Nigeria. And, of course, Nigeria is part of the Slave Coast. You know, there's the Gold Coast, which is basically Ghana. There's the Ivory Coast, which is a, a French Commonwealth nation that's was for ivory trade. But I remember being with Pastor Faladin and with a number of his people when we would go in Lagos and in the surrounding communities to places where... Um, the slave ships were were loaded and we we prayed and we declared there and i also learned a lot about slavery in the midst of the african nations and i don't know that this is being taught either i mean one tribe would go to war with another capture a bunch of prisoners and then trade them off so it wasn't just whitey going in there it you want to talk about a systemic thing slavery knows no color and but i remember standing with him and with a number of the other pastors and uh his people and uh praying and believing god for uh there were other things we prayed too because we could sense how that that injustice fueled a lot of principalities that were based off the coast there and all along off the coast when Africa swings up and goes west there are a lot of bastions of principality there and you you deal with them when you intercede and it's not just us wacky pneumaticos people going all of the shamans and all of the all of the tribes the demons that they worship they all say they're rooted off the coast here some of them even built um, like islands to where they could build huts and live out over the water. And that, that occultic thing still permeates a lot of the people. We could see the reactions when we would minister in those, in those churches. And so um, we need that voice. Faladin's up in Michigan. And, you know, here in our own house, we're blessed to have Rachel and Robert from Togo. We're, we're blessed by that intercession. And so many of our brothers and sisters in Europe who are from Commonwealth nations out of France, um, I, I'm, I'm so grateful because that's, there are anointings in that that we are partnering with before the throne that predate a lot of the things that our history and even the perverted history that's trying to be taught is is being uh, brought forth. Well, we've taken some weird turns here. It's amazing, though. Did you have something you wanted to say? No, no, I'm listening. It's amazing how many times when you go into nations, especially for the first time, where the warfare that you are encountered with in the spirit realm is based out in the ocean. Uh, we face that in, in Argentina. We face that in Brazil. We face that in these African nations. Um, and um, we faced it in the Caribbean when you, when you led a team in there. Uh, we we faced it on the east coast. We faced it on the west coast, but um, we, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, and you know there there are a lot of and, and the thing about in Africa when we were in in Nigeria, we noticed that the hurricanes seemed to gain their impetus out of that base. Were these, were these thrones and dominions of the enemy are, 
and then you see it swing right over. We did a lot of activations. It swings right past uh, Haiti and right right over those places, and so often it heads, you know, and then New Orleans has been a base of that. This is spiritual warfare. We haven't talked a lot about it. I remember one time in our one of our prayer gatherings, there was this enemy influence that came, and I... I knew that it came out of New Orleans and it just looked me right in the face and said it was going to shut us down. And, you know, back in those early days, we were getting regular visits from a lot of things telling us that they didn't like what we were doing and they were going to shut us down. They said more colorful language than that. Now, I'm not afraid of that. I mean, God's God has preserved us. and But we we need to be really sensitive to the Spirit as to how we war in these days and that we don't get drawn off into things like the sons of uh, Zariah um, into places we don't belong picking up battles that were not ours to fight and um, and I think maybe that's one of the things God's trying to teach us during this silence you know be still you won't have to fight in this battle the battles the Lord's uh, but the stillness is is what needs to be. And I was reading a lot of passages about silence and stillness. And one of the ones that Moses said when the Spirit led him and the people to the banks of the Red Sea, when Pharaoh was about to catch up, Moses stood up and said, Be still. And then he talked about what God was going to do. And I don't think it wasn't, I don't think it meant, can I have your attention, please? Everybody be quiet. There's, there's a lot of things that God is doing right now, and we just need to be wise and not, not react and not placate. And what that means is don't, don't virtue signal and do things that are unnecessary just so everybody thinks you're doing something good. All right, I've been rambling. What say ye? Well, I would I would just say to all of our saints that be sensitive, be be really sensitive to the spirit. And you know we are one body, and before the Lord, and we you know we talked about Pastor Faladin. We've talked about. Um, different pockets of saints throughout the world and and I think that we need to stand his righteousness on the left and the right of one another if ever we were unified we need to be unified as God as as the body of Christ as as this body of saints and be established in that and um and know what you believe know truth and um and don't waver and and be sensitive to the leading of the spirit to pray for one another i know that there's a lot of different things that are going on in you know our different churches different things that the lord is leading um our different pockets of churches to do for instance in tampa they're about to embark on a a very um, in-depth study and application of the fivefold ministry and god has put that on their heart for a purpose and so Pray for them as the Lord would lead you to do that. I know that, um, I know in Switzerland, we talked about this last week, the Lord has put upon um, the heart of Olivia Zafus to rent a facility, find a facility and coordinate proscuneo for, not just for the young people there, but for anyone who wants to come and, and, and join together with the saints and have intercession twice a month. Pray for her. That God would establish that, um, and I don't. I mean, we could go on and on. I guess my point is, is that just just be sensitive as the Lord would would have you pray for the brothers and sis- our brothers and sisters that are um, standing with you on behalf of the purpose of the Lord being do- being done not only in our country but throughout this world. Pray for protection. Pray for the blood of Jesus to be covering. Uh, so we're not afraid of this coronavirus, but is it not coincidental that it has hit the main ports of the Saints Network? Yeah. 
I mean, it started with New York. Well, we've got our places in, in Europe where it hit very strongly. It, it, it hit strongly in New York. It hit so strongly in Brazil. Now it's hit Florida. It's hit Texas. It's hit Arizona. Is that a coincidence that it's attacking these, these ports, these port states of the Saints Network? That is the, that is the enemy. And so just continue just to plead the blood of Jesus and, and pray over our brothers and sisters that we would be protected. Um, and pray for just the creativity of God's spirit to move through our leadership, to, um, to enlighten the path as to how we get this message to the uttermost parts of the earth and for the effectiveness of that and for the hearers of the word. Um, I know that in this year when we are limited in our travel, God wants to open up new nations. Amen. And that is not by the hand of any of us. That is sheerly through the hand of the Lord and through our obedience. And so how is he going to do that? Well, he's, that, that's his, I mean, that's up to him. But we just want to be sensitive to, to hear the directive so that we can step into it and, and, and see these doors open and the expansion that has been prophesied come to pass. So there's just a lot of things that are happening. And um, it's an exciting time to be, to be serving the Lord. And, um, yeah, pray for the young people. Pray for this coming generation that they would stay in truth. I know that there's a huge intent of the enemy to mislead them and to guide them and down the wrong path. And the enemy is not going to, that's not going to happen. Amen. So um, keep them in truth. And uh, yeah. So. yeah. There are a lot of things that your intercession is, is, responsible to accomplish before the throne yes and we need to be praying in diversities of tongues every day and we need to uh, we need to absolutely recognize how important it is for the voice to be um, the voice of your intercession to be released and you know and, and one of the things that I, I recognized afresh it's good to refresh yourself. Refre- refresh, is that the right way? Yes, that's very okay. good. Refresh yourselves and just foundational revelations that God has given us over the years. And when I was just studying about the Antichrist a couple of days ago and the reality of what that influence, how it attacks the church. And, you know, it's so interesting to me when you read just the different, the ways that he... He brings his influence to us, and one of those ways is to make make it feel like it is not a value, that what we are doing has no value. And I, I, I so strongly feel this attack against our intercession because we're not able to, you know, we're limited in some respects, but God has is, is really raised us up individually in our homes and, and um, wherever you are to be an intercessor, to stand in that place, to establish that altar. But it's real easy, and I've heard this over the years over and over again, that, you know, I just feel like it just doesn't, it has no effect. When I pray by myself, it has no effect. Or we've all felt that before. You know, you come into a prayer time, and and you just feel like you're just, like, spinning your wheels. And, yeah. and it's it, it has no value. Well, that is the Antichrist. And that is him trying to get you to stop. And we stand against that because when you lift your voice in diversities of tongues and in the spirit, and even in a measure of prosuke, your voice has power. And you need to know that. So. I agree. That's a good, that's a good word. You know, I, I was, I was thinking you know about um, I don't know the Lord was just bringing some things to my heart you know I I was uh, born in in a city that was named after the British Prime Minister William Pitt who who basically gained his claim to fame in the Seven Years War which we know as the French and Indian War and then championed abolition in, in England 
and which made slavery legal. And you know, I'm I believe that you know that didn't happen to 17 I think it was 1791 or 1792 which was well after America gained its independence but I believe that there are anointings for things that people do and been people that, that people that God raised up there are anointings in the things they do and I do believe that 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 area in uh, in the Northeast we need to continue to pray um, for for what God has intended to do. And I encourage you, with all the other things we've asked you to pray for today, to continue to lay claim to the spiritual holdings in that northeastern quadrant of our country. Uh, because um, you can go there on behalf of the throne in your intercession. And um, anyway, I'm just rambling now. Well, thank you, Monica. This was a quite a prophetic, many prophetic things that you released. Um, and uh, we're trying to figure out why the computer's not coming on because <laughs> Rocket Robin is trying to get in there to... She sleeps. Yeah, I don't know what it's doing. It's not coming on. We'll figure it out. But thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live, we'll look forward to sharing that with you and then the many things that we'll be uh, bringing forth. I'm sure at some point within the next many days, the first Saturday report will be out. We're still receiving words in from that. Um, um, lots of good things happening. So just keep the faith, keep praying. Until next time, God bless you and goodbye.